Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So much of what we do on our phones is tracked. Our swipes and taps become data points that are shared with advertisers and brokers. Then they use it to sell stuff we maybe don't need. But what happens when all that data disappears? Patience Hagen from The Wall Street Journal is here to explain. Hey, Patience. Hi, thanks for having me. So Apple made some changes to its privacy policy back in April. What did they change and why? Apple created a policy where every app on iPad or iPhone has to explicitly ask you for permission to track you. They have to show a little prompt that asks if you're going to give this permission to track you. And that change has really thrown a wrench in the digital ad complex and the way that companies are used to buying, selling, trading data across the web. And what about the impact that these changes have on small e-commerce companies? For e-commerce companies, it's kind of been a tsunami. Some of them really rely on ads in Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram have really built up an ad business that can be extremely powerful because it collects so much data from apps and from websites across the web. With Apple's new change, you know, for people who opt out, Facebook basically can't use any of that data anymore. And suddenly those ads are getting a lot less targeted. It means people have their privacy protected because Facebook and Instagram, you know, those ads are using a lot less data about them. But for the small businesses who buy those ads, it means they have a lot less data to target you about, you know, about what you like and about what you're shopping for this week. Suddenly they're having to spend a lot more money in order to get the same number of customers. So companies both big and small are really being affected by Apple's changes. They absolutely are. Small businesses are noticing it more because they're just more sensitive to ad price increases going up. They tend to have a really fine-tuned system in terms of like exactly how much they have to spend on advertising in order to get this many customers. And once that breaks, they have to rethink everything. Can you give us some examples? Like how much does it cost online retailers now to get a new customer than it did before? One example is Plum Deluxe a company that sells loose leaf tea in Portland. Before this change, they knew that they had to spend $27 on Facebook ads to acquire a new customer. Now they're finding they sometimes have to spend as much as $270 to acquire a new customer. It does vary a little every day depending on like demand and a bunch of factors. But all the companies I've talked to, they're all talking about seeing like double or triple increases in the amount they have to spend to acquire a new customer. And so these companies, are they going to pay 10 times as much or how are they adapting to these new privacy rules? A lot of small businesses that can't afford to just, you know, inflate that ad budget are pulling back on Facebook and Instagram. They're instead kind of diverting their spend to other channels, maybe experimenting with other advertising techniques they hadn't tried before, like email or text marketing. Some of them are putting more money into Snapchat or TikTok ads. Another case is that some companies are already starting to raise their prices to deal with it. One is um, one is Ath Sport. 
a sports nutrition company based in Hawaii. Uh, they've they've been raising their prices, and they say it's in part because of this. Um, but it's it's a tough time for small businesses right now because they're also dealing with a bunch of other concerns like supply chain issues and inflation. So this becomes about something bigger than just their advertising budget. Right. It goes to the heart of their growth plan and what kind of growth they can expect. Another technique is to uh, kind of figure out ways to make your ads perform better and even get kind of a boost from Facebook's algorithm. Because one thing Facebook's algorithm does is if your ad is good, if the ad is like doing well and people seem to be drawn to it and clicking on it, Facebook even kind of privileges that ad a little bit, gives it a little bit of a boost. And that that actually makes your dollars go a little bit further on Facebook. So some brands are kind of looking at that and thinking like, how can we change the creative content of our ad to better take advantage of that and draw people in better? So how do we make our ads better? Right, exactly. So it is pushing people to work on their ads too. You mentioned Facebook before. What about the big tech companies, you know, not these small businesses? What about Facebook and Snap? How are they responding to Apple's new privacy rules? They've been hit too, especially given the way this has prompted their customers to have like a sharp reaction in how much they spend. Both of them recently reported their earnings. Both Snap and Facebook have seen their ad business keep growing, but the growth rate kind of year over year has slowed down significantly. After Snap reported earnings on Thursday, it was kind of a big shock to Wall Street and the rest of the business community. Their ad business still grew, but their revenue growth slowed, and Snap's stock price fell more than 20% in after-hours trading the same night. Facebook hadn't reported earnings that day, but its stock fell about 4% just because investors kind of expected the same thing would happen to Facebook. Then on Monday, Facebook reported its results. They had slowing growth too, but it it just wasn't really as bad as investors might have feared. So their stock actually started to recover a bit. And both the companies are discussing like ways they're trying to help advertisers cope with it. Uh, Like Facebook is rolling out new tools to help advertisers figure out whether their ads are working and it kind of assess where they should be spending more, that kind of thing. And what are the trade-offs here for Apple? How are Apple's customers benefiting from the new privacy changes? Apple did this to give its customers more control over who has their personal data. So if you use this to opt out of apps that you don't want tracking you, there's fewer companies out there that have your data in their systems. Your information is for sale. You have become the product. That's why iPhone users will now be asked a single, simple question. Allow apps to track you or not. On the other hand, some critics of Apple say that Apple's motives here weren't totally pure and weren't just about protecting the consumer. They say that Apple did it to advantage its own ad business. Apple's ad business is focused on search ads in the App Store. So if you search for like, slot machine game, the first result or two is is like a sponsored result. People have bought that ad. Those ads can also be highly targeted. Now that Apple's introduced this opt-out thing, Apple still has a ton of data about you that's unaffected. And those ads are still getting targeted based on that data. But all the other apps on your phone have a lot less access to that data. They're less likely to have access to data about you. So since it happened, depending on how you slice it, it may be the case that Apple's own share of the app install ad market has gone up a lot. And that's why people are looking at it and saying, hmm, maybe Apple did this to benefit their own ad business. 
So you're saying the most valuable company in the world might not have the consumer's best interest or might not be doing this out of the goodness of their heart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a possibility. Let's get in the weeds a little bit. Can you explain the technology and economics behind this? Like, how does Apple's decision create such ripple effects across these industries? There's a chain reaction in terms of cutting off this data that actually leads to a supply crunch. So if you look at how Facebook's built its targeted ads empire on the web, they have this piece of code called a pixel embedded on more than 8 million websites across the web. And when someone visits a site, the pixel kind of collects the user's information and sends it back to Facebook where it gets matched up with the user's profile. That's how those ads know immediately. They know whether you've been, you know, shopping for a camping tent or looking at new socks. They, you know, they know immediately because the pixel has sent the data back to them. If you're an iPhone user and you've opted out of tracking, Facebook knows that and Facebook isn't allowed to combine any of that pixel data with your Facebook profile. It's also the same for apps that are sending data back to Facebook. Facebook isn't allowed to combine that information. If they were combining it, they'd be at risk of getting kicked out of the app store. So once Facebook isn't getting that data saying that you were shopping for a camping tent, this shrinks the number of potential users that advertisers can target. So advertisers are looking for people who are shopping for a camping tent, and there's a lot less people they can target. So suddenly it's it's much harder to find the people who are really likely to buy your product. Does that mean they're going to be advertising more to Android users? Yes, they are. Android ads are starting to see an uptick. You know, companies are starting to spend more money there. In the U.S. market, you know, more people have iPhones. So it's really created a crunch they can't immediately fix in terms of how to reach American consumers. So Apple's been touting its privacy a lot lately. But when you think about it, iPhones are a lot more expensive than Android phones. Does that mean that privacy is becoming sort of more of a luxury good? Well, in some ways it does. And that's a major point for critics. They say that if you, you know, if you just let companies bit by bit craft their privacy strategy, we might end up with like a pay for privacy strategy where more expensive products are kind of giving consumers better privacy protection. And even within Apple users, Earlier this year for iOS 15, they announced two big privacy features, but those are only made available to iCloud subscribers. So people who are spending like a subscription fee on top of their iPhones. Is that right? Right. Most of the features involved are only going to iCloud subscribers. That's going to create another tier of privacy there too. Under the current law, there's no loss really saying whether apps can send your data all over the world. So I guess the only way to address that would be to have maybe to have a federal privacy law that controls the way that data can be shared. Thank you so much for joining me today, Patience. Thank you so much for having me. Even though the new Apple policy is causing headaches for big tech, Facebook seems to be in good shape. The company unveiled its latest financials this week, and Facebook's ad revenue still grew 33% compared to the third quarter of last year. But while Facebook might get through Apple's changes just fine, it's really small businesses that are facing the most pressure to adopt. My name is Ronnie Mola. Thank you for turning to Recode Daily. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinoza and engineered by Paul Robert Mounsey. 